Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to another afternoon edition of The Chaser Report. My name is Dom Knight and got to be honest with you, it's just me today. Uh, it is just me, but that's okay because we have Sammy Shah here and he has more than enough to say for me to be largely redundant in the conversation. I can't wait to get his take on the past week of resignations and chaos in Canberra. That's going to happen right after this. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The Chaser Report. Now with extra whispers. Hello, Sammy. Hello, Dom. You look worse for wear. Where's everyone else? Yeah, it's just me today. And all I'm going to say is... Free drinks plus the Chaser team after two years of really staying indoors. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of match fitness across the organisation at this point. We're several days into uh, everyone just not being in shape. A certain member of the team sent a photo around the group chat earlier today of just themselves fully clothed in the bath. And that's just, <laughs> that's. I mean, that's a good way to rehydrate, is it? Probably so, not. They, so I didn't realize podcasting award ceremonies were a, a, a such a debauched affair. Like you would think it would just be audio nerds and and you know tech files and people like that just getting together, going, "Oh, I love your podcast," and how do you, how do you monetize your podcast? But to that, it was just a drunken, debauched, you know, completely bacchanalian orgy. No, the first part was exactly how the night was. You've you've captured it in a <laughs> nutshell. If anyone's ever thinking about going to the podcasting awards. But it was fun and there were free drinks and I think we were just like, oh my God, we are out. And so that was last Thursday mm. and uh, I think it's going to take a week for the team to recover. Fortunately, Charles is coming back uh, this week and he's been touring around the country, so he's probably in worse shape. Oh, we're, I'm middle-aged, I've got an excuse for this, Sammy, but the, the interns are just... Lightweights, lightweights. Young people aren't made the same way we were, Dom. These these young people, they grew up now, like, you know, we grew up on Red Bull and vodka. They grew up on kombucha <laughs> and, and mindfulness. And like, Pokemon. they have no stamina. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, it's very nice to have the two of us. I, I honestly think the others mm-hmm, are just baggage mm-hmm. occasionally in these chats that we have. You have a lot to say, Sammy, and um, I'm always very glad to, to hear your thoughts. So... Well, I mean, uh, here's one thought right away is, um, I don't know if you saw this. This makes me so excited. As soon as I saw it, I was like, all my, everything that I've been saying for so long has been validated. Because, I, okay, so first let me set up the story, right? So basically, um, a, a group of scientists here in Australia um, started using European Space Agency data, uh, satellite data <clears throat> from the European Space Agency to look at methane gases around the world. And they discovered that in Australia, the, the oil and gas companies have largely been underreporting how much gas they release, particularly methane gas, which, as you know, is pretty shit um, for the entire environment. No 
pun intended. Um, and it turns out most of it in Queensland. Like millions and millions of tons of methane gas have been hidden in the data, and it's a, just a cloud over Queensland, which then goes back to my original theory that Queensland is the state for talking shit. It is just a state of people just farting out of their mouths and look at what they've got. We've got scientific evidence <laughs> backing up the fact that, that Queensland is a shit state for the shit people. I mean, I've spent a bit of time in Brisbane over the years, and on occasion I've enjoyed myself there, but... It's pretty clear, Sammy, that if this country has a butthole, yes, it's uh, somewhere between Brisbane and the Gold Coast. I think actually the the anus of Australia is located not in Brisbane but in the Gold mm. Coast, just near there. Possibly, I imagine the mouth, like if you think of the Buffy style hell mouth, <laughs> it's located in the middle of Clive Palmer's dinosaur resort. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. If we do some, um, uh, you know, get a map and do some arcane rituals around it, we will see the hellmouth opening up right there. But um, that's science. It's not me. It's science. You can't dispute that. The thing I want to talk about, though, is how remarkable it has been watching basically the entire government quit their jobs this week. Um, just unbelievable it's just every single person it's one of those things where it's christmas is still a few weeks away but we're getting our presents early because you know how that thing happens when you buy the present you can't wait because it's such a good present you get too excited and you gift it too early to the person because you just have no patience when it comes to giving presents that's what i feel like the government's doing to us right now it's been quite extraordinary and i remember times like this in previous governments i remember a lot of people left the labor government you remember when sort of greg combay and everyone just all quit Shortly before they lost to Tony Abbott, a lot of people were, were out mm-hmm, kind of a, mm-hmm. a few months before. Um, and in the New South Wales government, my goodness, I mean, most yes. most front benches were sacked for corruption in the days of the last Labor government towards the end. And there was one actual pedophile amongst the ministry uh, in New South Wales. But, yeah, it does have that vibe. The only thing I don't get, Sammy, is mm-hmm. they're not definitely going to lose, are they? I mean, you can't tell me that Albo is such a compelling contender they're all just going, oh, look, we couldn't possibly pull this one off. <laughs> not if, not with elbow in the race. You know what's astonishing is watching people on Twitter congratulate Anthony Albanese for his sit-down boofhead line as if it was one of the greatest satirical, you know, biting bits of insightful commentary on the state of the modern world since Jonathan Swift wrote about eating babies in Ireland. It is just, that is the standard we have set for the opposition. And by the way, you mentioned the Labour government back, the New South Wales Labour government resigning and, and, and all the people resigning, one of them turning out to be a pedophile. Even here, we've got a similar thing where a Nationals WA MP, James Hayward, has now resigned under allegations of sexually abusing an eight-year-old girl. Oh, so, for fuck's sake. I, I hadn't heard that. in the last 24 hours, too. I hadn't seen that story. That sounds, I mean, genuinely upsetting, but very much on trend for the way the government's going, right? Yeah, I mean, look, this is a government that, let's not forget, at, this, by the, at the start of this year, we saw and heard about young Liberal Party staffers masturbating on female lawmakers' desks. And that was, and so much shit has happened between then and now that we've forgotten about it. We literally for, have forgotten about the fact that there was video footage of young men masturbating to a desk or on a desk or at a desk. We've never had clarity around that. Uh, that's just the kind of government we've had. And now, they're just walking away from it all. It seems like, like you said, you know, uh, is this a show of no faith in um, Scott Morrison in the next election? 
I don't think so. I think there's a very good chance still that Scott Morrison could win, most likely will win. It's still the one to beat when it comes to the next election. I think this is just one of those things where they're going, well, these are the people who don't have anything new to add. Yeah. They've done the worst they could possibly do. We need fresh blood if we're going to get some new um, grotesqueries, you know, some a new kind of like, what, what new horrendous shit can happen? And Sammy, run out of ideas. let's be very clear, they also need new desks. Well, yes. I mean, it, it turns out semen is not very good for lacquering in the long term. And when they talk about a corrosive environment, I mean, <laughs> my goodness, it became quite literal. No, it is It is entirely possible that this is, you know, the dead wood, that they're saying that in their seats they can't get up. And I do wonder, Sammy, whether it's the independents, because um, at least one MP who has announced that they're not r- returning, I think... Uh, a Victorian MP, if I'm not mistaken, released a, a press release saying, you know... Are you going to, do you really want to elect someone who won't have the ear of the Prime Minister, who's basically going to try and lobby the Greens and Labor and stuff from mm-hmm. the crossbenches? And so that smacked to me as someone who saw the polling and is discovering that the Voices candidate or whoever it is, is actually going to knock them off. And so that is pretty interesting. If at this stage a candidate is leaving, um, you know, not running again and hitting the independent on the way out. That smacks to me that the polls might actually be dire for some of these people. Well, I mean, look, if they're listening to the polls, that's also a problem in and of itself, because as we've seen time and time again in Australia, as <laughs> yes. much as the rest of the world, that's that the true. polls are about as reliable as the tarot card system, right? Yeah. Um, so we, I don't know why that would even be a concern. I think, honestly, what it comes down to is they're just going, look, um, in the next election, they can say, look, we got rid of the bad eggs. We got rid of, we got rid of the guy who did job, um, who did um, uh, robo debt. Um, we got rid of the guy who basically said we need to change defamation law, then ran a defamation lawsuit against the ABC, lost the defamation lawsuit by withdrawing it and then claimed victory. Um, we've also gotten rid of the health minister who previously cursed out an old lady. If you remember, there was a moment when that was a news story. And don't and forget, all- um, you know, ignored the emails from Pfizer. That was ignored the emails. From not Pfizer. the greatest inbox uh, triage there, Minister Hunt. Well, and we know most likely ignored the emails from Pfizer because he was too busy watching the Twitter account for BBW Compumper 69. So, you know, that was something that we've also seen. We've also now had to deal with um, a report. Alan Tajas stepped down. He hasn't resigned yet, but mm. he stepped down. From the ministry, yeah, his education yeah, minister, yeah. That's right. So who knows what's going to happen with our education? Now, how will we teach Australians to go to war um, the next time we have one of those great world wars without, you know, lying about our history? And... Um, Overall, the, the government can say, stock market can, can say, look, we got rid of all the losers. It's all winners from here on out. And, and they might be unbeatable next election. I have nothing but a lack of faith in the Australian populace when it comes to voting. They've scraped off the barnacles, as I think uh, Tony Abbott put it at one point. Or, yeah, it is interesting with Christian Porter, too. Someone uh, pointed out on Twitter that the amount of political capital that the government has expended protecting him mm-hmm. um, for the past you know, pretty much year of just all of the allegations and then his, his ham-fisted way to deal with it. Clearly suing the ABC was a cell phone at this point, you can say. And clearly the slush fund was the thing for which he was demoted and that really uh, got, put him on the outer with Scott Morrison. It wasn't the allegations that caused all the controversy to begin with. It was the fact that a million dollars arrived in his account without knowing who it was from. And it's interesting to know where the lines are that you cannot cross um, in, in federal politics these days. Well, I mean, the thing about Christian Porter is he's from Pierce, um, the seat in Pierce in WA, which is uh, included in the seat of Pierce in WA is the town of Northam, uh, which is where 
I lived for several years. Um, and so about six, maybe seven months ago, I spoke to my friends in Northam, many of whom are involved in local politics over there very much. So with the Liberal Party and the National Party. And they all told me he's dead. He's sunk in the water. So seven months ago, they all knew it's over for him. He's not coming back. If nothing else, it's a heartening tale of the prime minister just standing by his friends to the detriment of the entire country, as we've seen him do before with his QAnon bestie, um, his QAnon BFF, and now with Christian Porter. Prime Minister Scott Morrison may have many flaws, but he will let Australia burn in the fires of damnation before he turns his back on one of his best friends, it turns out. I mean, it is nice to see loyalty in politics, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah Crikey's <laughs> you know? been, it's worth reading Crikey's um, very many pieces about Stuart Robert as well, by the way, over the past couple of weeks. We might talk mm. more about that this week at some point. But Yes, I, it's quite bizarre to think that, well, okay, the PM's sticking up for um, Christian Porter, but did anyone actually ask voters how they felt about popping into a ballot box and going, yep, give him three more years? And clearly uh, someone did that and the results were not particularly flattering for uh, the former Attorney General. Yeah, well, I think basically at some point the voters in Northern finally learned how to read and got it together oh. and, and, and basically... <laughs> how do you, in your, in your um, contempt, uh, for some of the more uh, conservative states, Sammy, where do you rank Northern versus Queensland? Oh, look, here's the thing. I do love Country WA. I have a deep and abiding fondness for country towns in WA. I spent a lot of time performing in them. Some of the loveliest audiences, some of the kindest experiences, and some straight-up Stephen King horror movie short <laughs> stories have happened to me in those towns. But um, largely, I have a lot of respect also for the country WA National Party. Um, the women who love... Oh, yes, which is its own base, isn't it? That's right. You know, other than the guy who it turns out was, uh, you know, allegedly sexually molesting an eight-year-old child, the women in the WA National Party are are very, very cool and they're very progressive for what they're supposed to be doing and representing. So when it comes down to it, yes, over Queensland, I would even choose country WA. And I would probably over choose them in terms of intellect, intelligence and overall, you know, uh, um, reading ability and reading comprehension over even the best of Brisbane that has to offer. And I'm pretty but, confident, Sammy, that there wouldn't be a giant methane cloud over Northern. There's just not enough people or cows. Oh, uh, there is. There was an abattoir just up the road from where I lived, and it smelled great when the wind changed. So you never know. I wouldn't put it past all of them. But yes, it, it, look, it's not a bad place, and there's some pretty good people there. Um, and I think all those good people decided enough with sending a message to um, old mate uh, Christian Porter, and they did indeed. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The Chaser Report. More news, less often. Finally, Sammy, um, as we look at the larger number of people vacating the government, I mean, I suggested earlier that that doesn't necessarily mean that Anthony Albanese is, is proving a compelling uh, alternative to the populace. What about the climate policy? We saw that on, on Friday. 43% emissions reduction by 2030. That number seems so weirdly sort of specific. Or, like they've chosen a prime number as though it's been carefully calculated and calibrated, that's been pulled out of the Albanese arsehole, hasn't it? 
43%? It's got to be. It's got to be because they went from 45 to 43. So that's very much one of those things. And it's just it's just one of those numbers which, you know, when you're raising the volume on your TV and you go to 45 or 40, you don't stop at 43 because 43 is a nothing number, right? You've got to go to in multiples of fives. This is very much, they're setting the bar low so that when they hurdle it, they can say, look at what we've achieved. We said 43, but we hit 45 or 47, not realizing that it's still supposed to be hitting 75. Um, it's, they're setting the, you know, they've done the, it's literally the, the, the same reason someone like Anthony Albanese exists, someone like Bill Shorten exists, which is set a standard that's so low, set expectations so embarrassingly low for everyone that when he just eats a hot dog the right way, <laughs> you're like, that guy is a political marvel. And, and that's what it is. And maybe, you know, 43% of Labour voters think he's doing a reason job i'm not sure what the number means but it does strike me as the kind of number where it doesn't it gives them just a lot of wiggle room in every direction like it's it doesn't give the government a huge amount to say oh they're radicals and he's like 43 percent. it's not that much and uh it's but it's below the level that the new south wales liberal party is aspiring to at this point which i think is 50 percent by 2030 in terms of emissions well, reduction. So, so that's it's pretty it's pretty here's uh, my cautious. question if the well, I mean, look, here's, here's my question to you, Dom, is uh, you've been here a lot longer than I have. If the both political parties are basically saying, eh, this isn't a big thing for us, not really, don't really care, and we're going to give you a really shit number that you've got to deal with, have they just read the book correctly? Do Aussies just genuinely not care about the environment? I mean, on the evidence to date, given the, the parties that have won elections for the past, you know, 20 years or so, no, not very much. Mm -hmm. uh, I think when Kevin Rudd won in 2007, climate was part of it, was part of positioning him as a more modern uh, prime minister. But I think that is the only time when climate is, when the party that wanted to do something about climate change has actually been rewarded electorally. I think that's the only time that has ever happened. And at that point, even John Howard was considering an ETS. He was, you know, going to bring in an ETS if he was re-elected, which is very weird if you consider what's happened since. Like in a way, it might have been bad for the environment had he won and gotten re-elected on, on that front. So... What is going to be interesting is seeing what happens in those seats where the uh, cl pro-climate change independents, the voices um, candidates are going to, and the Climate 100 mm -hmm. candidates are going to run. Because that those voters, those liberal voters or coalition voters who care about climate and are disappointed by what the government's doing, given that they've been hamstrung by the Nationals, essentially by Barnaby Joyce and co, have vetoed the, liberal, the moderate liberals' ambition to do something about climate – it is going to be very interesting to see if a few seats get knocked off there because if there is a genuine price to be paid for climate inaction in terms of individual seats, it's never happened nationally, but individual seats, then maybe that will actually move the needle um, and, and it will be... Well, we saw Zali, Zali Stegel won. Mm. Um, she beat Tony Abbott and it wasn't just because Tony Abbott is a grotesque lizard creature who should have been struck down at birth. It's because also she had a very strong climate action policy and that, that seemed to have resonated with the people in Warringah. It did, clearly. And um, so that was the template. I mean, everyone's trying to do Azali Stegel, but we now mm. see, you know, in, in Wentworth, we see it in, in Goldstein, in um, Victoria or South Australia. God, I'm so tired. <laughs> for you got um, Zoe Daniel, former ABC Journo, running against um, Tim Wilson. That's going to be a really interesting contest because it's probably the yeah, case. Yeah, I saw that. It's probably the case that um, there will be a price to pay for those MPs who would probably be in favour of climate action privately, and then um, 
they're, they're, you know, handcuffed to Barnaby Joyce for all eternity on this stuff. Well, Barnaby Joyce, either he's the anchor that will keep the um, the entire state government, the entire actually national, national government, federal government steady, or he's the rock against which they would all sink. Either way, he's probably going to be dry humping someone when it happens. Thank you very much, Sammy. My pleasure. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, I'm Dori Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today... We're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. Hope you enjoyed that afternoon edition with Sammy Shah. Don't forget, you can check out his podcast, which is called News Weekly, weekly with an A, and you can join his Patreon as well, patreon.com slash Sammy Shah. That's S-A-M-I. S-H-A-H. We'll catch you tomorrow morning. Our gurus from Road Microphones. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network. Catch you tomorrow.